The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Today's show is coming to you on Friday, September 18th, a couple of days before your New York Giants face the Chicago Bears in week two of the NFL season with the Giants trying to avoid an 0-2 start, looking for the first victory of the Joe Judge era as Giants head coach. Giants enter Sunday's game as 5.5-point underdogs. Uh, Currently, according to DraftKings Sportsbook, DraftKings, of course, is an SB Nation partner. Check out all of uh, of their work at uh, DK Nation. So, uh, but uh, anyway, Giants will be uh, underdogs on Sunday, as they will be for most of their games throughout the 2020 NFL season. Few things to uh, to talk about today. Want to talk about the uh, the remarks that that head coach Joe Judge made earlier in the week in defense of quarterback Daniel Jones. Very impassioned remarks that that Judge made. Also want to get into uh, the remarks that Tiki Barber made about Saquon Barkley and uh, Barkley's response to to those remarks. Also, we'll play for you a little bit later on in the show an interview that I did with Jeff Burkis of SB Nation's Chicago Bears website, Windy City Gridiron, as we preview Sunday's action between the, the Giants and the Bears. Uh, listen, let's start with the Jones-Judge remarks. Listen, I thought Daniel Jones played pretty well on Monday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers through two interceptions, but the the really only unforgivable play was the interception that Jones threw at the goal line at the end of, of the 19-play drive, which, of course, uh, took, uh, took points away from the Giants. Uh, took away an opportunity for them to take a lead late in the third quarter, was really a crushing blow in the game. 
especially you know for an underdog team like the Giants to have a chance to take a lead late like that after such an impressive drive after Jones made so many critical throws on third down ran for a couple of first downs so I mean but that was a play that Jones knows he he was trying to throw the ball away but he made that decision too late he got hit by Bud Dupree that ball had to come out earlier or he had to use his legs and try to make something out of that play. He could have perhaps thrown the ball at the feet of Saquon Barkley. Bad play, but uh, and those are the kinds of things going forward. We've we've had Mark Schofield dissect Daniel Jones a number of times. Those are simply the kind of things that Jones needs to eliminate if he's going to become a top-tier NFL franchise quarterback. If the Giants are going to become a winning NFL football team, you you come out of Monday looking at Jones' performance, and there's so much to to feel good about, and yet that turnover leaves you with the with the butt because he has to eliminate those kinds of things. We talked so much in the off season about his pocket presence, about his pocket awareness, about his decision making under pressure. And and those that particular play raises that question again. So we'll be watching against the Bears on Sunday. We'll be watching throughout the season to see if Jones makes progress in that area. To me, he's got everything else that you need. He's got the arm. He's got the intelligence. He's got the attitude. He's got the work ethic. He's got the leadership skills. He's got the mobility. He's got the toughness. He simply needs to make better, quicker decisions in the pocket that enable him to protect the football and not to uh, and not to turn the ball over in critical situations. All right, let's move on to another topic. Let's talk about Tiki Barber's remarks about Saquon Barkley. Listen, Saquon had a horrible game on Monday night. Not necessarily his fault. 15 carries, 6 yards, 0.4 yards per carry. Um, You know, awful night. No place for Saquon to run. Um, Guys in the backfield all night long on top of Saquon pretty much as soon as he was taking handoffs from Daniel Jones. I think eight of his carries went for negative yardage. I think he was hitting the backfield on at least 11 of those runs, of his 15 runs. So, Really, nothing that Saquon could have done on Monday night to uh, to improve his numbers. The, the Pittsburgh defensive front, one of the best in the league, simply overwhelmed a Giants offensive line playing together for the first time. And listen, I'm not going to write off that Giants offensive line. I'm not going to say, oh, Dave Gettleman still didn't get this right. Listen, you had a rookie left tackle, you had a first-time center. This was never going to be easy for the Giants. It was never going to be completely smooth. I'm still optimistic about that offensive line, but it's going to take time, and we saw that on Monday as a really good, really established team simply had its way with that Giants offensive line. The uh, the thing with, with Saquon that, that has drawn everyone's attention isn't the rushing yardage it's the pass protection it's the fact that he gave up a sack when he didn't recognize a blitz by Pittsburgh's 
Mike Hilton and and pretty much whiffed on the block. It's the fact that that's not the first time we've seen that Tiki Barber on the Tiki and Tierney show, former Giants star, questioned Barber's pass protection. He questioned his willingness to pass protect. He questioned his willingness to be physical and to actually hit people. And he said that Barkley simply can't be a three down back if he's not willing and or able to pass protect. And listen, I don't disagree with the fact that Barkley's pass protection has to get better. He has to be able to do that in order for defenses not to take advantage of him. Barkley knows it's a simple thing. If he can't pass protect, defenses are just going to blitz every time they see him in the backfield on a passing situation. Keep him in the backfield. Keep him from running pass routes and getting out into space and making catches where he can get one-on-one matchups and create big plays for the Giants. And, And if he can't pass protect well enough to uh, to keep Daniel Jones upright that's going to be a huge issue listen Saquon responded to uh, to, to Barkley's remarks in his uh, media zoom video conference on Thursday and he he said that he has respect for Barber he said he doesn't take Barber's remarks in a disrespectful way. He takes them as a challenge. Said he understands that he has to be better in pass protection, that the questions are going to keep coming, that teams are going to keep blitzing. Said that he doesn't necessarily care about outside opinions, about what anyone else thinks. He doesn't necessarily care about the the questions about his toughness said his teammates and people inside the Giants building inside the organization don't question his toughness and that's what he cares about but listen you know I was on that call with Saquon and, and the one thing you could tell Saquon has a lot of pride in his performance he wants to be great he wants to to do well he wants to be the guy who carries the Giants he was hurt by by this he was hurt, you know he was hurt by being questioned he's hurt by the criticism there's there's no doubt in my mind that that it weighs on him a little bit but you know he's the only one who can fix this he has to pass protect better he's a 233 pound man he's strong he's capable of it I don't know, you know, what it is sometimes about the the recognition on the on the Hilton uh, play. It was a blitz, you know, from from the corner position, and it just looked like Saquon didn't recognize it. And you know, he's got to be better than that. Um, I don't know exactly what the answer is, but Saquon has simply got to figure that out because he is a tremendous weapon in the passing game. And the Giants have to be able to use him there. And they're not going to be able to maximize his ability as a receiver if he's not able to block, if he, if teams are going to force him to stay in the backfield. I think we saw Jason Garrett the other night try to get around some of the shortcomings with Saquon and get around what the Steelers were trying to do whenever Saquon was in the backfield you know, with, with the blitz and everything. Garrett tried to get around that by going five wide and by splitting Saquon out 
as a wide receiver at times. And, and I think that's an approach that you're going to have to see more and more from the Giants because when teams see him lined up in the backfield on a third down passing situation, they're simply going to send extra rushers forcing Barkley to stay in the backfield. And, and that's going to be an issue. Listen, let's do this quickly here. Uh, I, I have some audio from Barkley talking about uh, the questions that he got on Thursday about uh, pass protection and about uh, Tiki Barber's remarks. Let's play those for you right now. Um, obviously, Tiki's a legend. Um, did a lot of great things for, the, for this franchise. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to look at it as disrespect. I'm going to look at it as a challenge. And um, But same thing with him. Um, like everyone else, they really don't care about outside opinions. I'm really only focused about the pins in this in this building, um, and try to come work every single day and get better. No, it does not. Um, and to be completely honest, the reason why it doesn't bother me um, is no disrespect to anyone on this on this call or anyone outside this. I, when I say I don't care, I truly don't care about other people's opinions. Um, I know you guys, my teammates, you guys, anyone in this building, uh, they, they won't question my toughness. So um, everyone want to go out. It's easy to be an all-pro clicker and to be able to watch stuff on film and say, oh, you should have did this, you should have done that, or you can improve on that. That's the easy way. But in my position, uh, I know how I come to work every single day, and I know the belief that uh, my teammates have having me. Um, so that's why you know, every single week I'm going to come out and just try to improve and get better, not for you guys and not for anyone outside of here, but for the guys in this building. All right, Giants fans, that's Saquon Barkley talking about the, the criticism that he has received recently regarding his pass protection and uh, the remarks made this week by former Giants star running back Tiki Barber. What I want to do now is take a brief break for a word from our SB Nation sponsors. When we come back, I'll play an interview for you that I did with Jeff Burkus of SB Nation's Windy City Gridiron as we preview Sunday's Giants-Bears game. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, Giants fans, I'm joined now by Jeff Burkus of SB Nation's Windy City Gridiron as we get ready for Sunday's Giants-Bears game. Jeff, thank you very, very much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So... 
looking forward to uh, to Sunday Giants Bears two of the most historic franchises in the NFL obviously always kind of a kind of a fun matchup um this particular Bears team Jeff I'm not sure what to make of it is this a team that that has you know playoff Super Bowl kind of expectations is this a team that 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 we should really be looking for to make a deep playoff run. What, what what really are the expectations for the 2020 Bears? I think you've hit it on the head there because they're sitting on a knife's edge, in my opinion, because if a couple things go in the wrong direction, you could be looking at a team that might be ready and willing to maybe blow it up and start over. Or you're looking at a team that maybe if they get on a roll, they can get into the playoffs. They have the potential to have an elite defense. They've got some playmakers at wide receiver. They've got what looked like an improved offensive line. And so they could be a competitive team in an NFC playoff run. But, you know, for most of the game on Sunday against the Lions, I sat there thinking, oh, we're going in one direction. And then it started to turn on. And these early games, you don't know if uh, if we're going to look back on this and say, you know, no preseason. And this was the last, first few games were just like a preseason. Uh, so lucky to escape with a win. But I think you're absolutely right. The first few games of the year might determine what direction this Bears squad is going to go. And obviously, for the for the Bears, so much of uh, of what direction they're going to go is really in the hands of of Mitchell Trubisky. And at at this point, are we pretty much do we pretty much know what Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky is? Is there more upset? Excuse me, upside with him, or is he pretty much you know in your view, is he what we you know what we've seen already? Yeah, it's a fair question. I, honestly, I'm a little surprised that he won the the job out of camp. Uh, the Bears told you what they thought of him by not picking up his fifth year option, which is only guaranteed for injury. So that was rather surprising that they would not pick that option up, go out and get a guy like Nick Foles, who's not necessarily my favorite move of the offseason by any stretch of the imagination. But to then have Trubisky emerge as the winner from camp really kind of was a bit of, of a surprise to a lot of us that were listening to what the Bears organization was trying to say. In the first game, he showed you exactly what the haters have been saying about Trubisky for about 50 minutes. You know, he wasn't working through his progression. He seemed like he was confused by uh, mixing up the zone reads that, that he just has struggled with throughout his early career. And then he turns it on and just becomes unconscious in the late fourth quarter when he's not thinking and he's just standing back there and slinging the ball. And so how do you tap into that and make that a consistent thing? If you can crack that code, maybe you have something there. But the reality is he has not been a consistent quarterback, and the Bears have already told you that they're interested in moving in a different direction. He has a job now. If he continues to play at a high level, you could see them being the quarterback of the future, but boy, it's uh, it's been such an up and down four seasons for Trubisky that it's it's tough to see how they make a long term commitment to him. And I think that's like you said, kind of you know on a knife's edge. So I mean, I think everything sort of hinges on on Trubisky and on how this year goes for Chicago. Do you do you think that a year from now? you're going to be looking at a Chicago team that's kind of tried to blow things up and start over? 
I think that Ryan Pace has, uh, the general manager Ryan Pace has that potential opportunity in front of him because I think that he has a pretty good uh, relationship with ownership. That's just kind of what I've heard behind the scenes. Not that I have a lot of (laughs) inside information or anything like that. And so I do think that he may be given the leash to go out and find another quarterback. I also think that they like Matt Nagy. And so I think that they could uh, let Matt Nagy go out and find another quarterback. And so blowing it up is maybe a little bit strong because you may have the same decision makers allowed to have that opportunity to select another quarterback, but they are going to have to make a tough decision here. The only quarterback that is under contract in 2021 is Nick Foles. All right. So let's talk a little bit about Sunday's game in particular, Jeff. What, what is it, if anything, when you look at the New York Giants, you know, coming in into Chicago on Sunday, what is it about the Giants that, that might worry you? Well, I think you look first at the best player on the Giants, in my opinion, is Saquon Barkley. I think he's a singular talent, and the Bears had a lot of trouble containing Adrian Peterson and the Lions running attack last week. And they're missing Eddie Goldman, who opted out with the, the COVID opt-out. And so you have a potential hole in the middle of that defense that, Uh, was actually pretty good at stopping the run last year with Eddie Goldman in there. And if they are missing that and those inside linebackers continue to get washed out of plays like they did in week one, you're going to open yourself up to some of the better running games. And I can't think of a better running back than Saquon Barkley. And so first things first, I worry about Barkley. We've we've seen in the last couple of years, we know how good he is. He is a very impressive player. That worries me. uh, Just kind of gut shots in, in the middle of the defense. On the other side of things, I think that uh, Mitchell Trubisky's best success has come against the Lions. The Giants are not the Lions. And so any team that's not the Lions worries me that they are going to uh, mix up their coverages and they're going to play smart defense and they're going to get a couple away from him. Jeff, you mean you're worried about that that running back the Giants have who's averaging 0.4 yards per carry going into this game? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him play, man. He's good. He's so good. I, I'm, I just, he's a highlight reel waiting to happen. And, and he certainly ripped off a few last time we played you guys. So um, he's impressive. I'm, I'm not going to ever doubt Saquon Barkley. Yeah. He uh, was it Adrian Amos a couple of years ago who he, who he jumped over. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. He, just an he, incredible he, freak athlete. He, he jumped over a Pittsburgh defender the other night too. Of course it was the, the, only time in the entire game that he had any space to do anything. So, so he, he showed off a little bit. Sure. So when we think about Sunday, think about, um, if the giants are going to win that game other than, other than the running game, if the giants are going to win the game, um, how might it play out? I think it has to start with Barkley. I I don't think you want uh, Daniel Jones dropping back 40 times against the Bears pass rush. I know that they didn't get home against Matthew Stafford. He's a he's a good professional quarterback. He understands what the Bears want to do. He got the ball out of his hands really quick. The Bears were only get, able to get home for one sack. They did have some pressures. They got bailed out a little bit by drops. But I think that if your game plan is to try to throw on this defense, I think that you're going to regret it. Um, they do have pretty good secondary as well. They've got playmakers back there. Kyle Fuller's an all-pro. Uh, Eddie Jackson's an all-pro. And so you, you've got to really kind of have a determined game plan to try to stick with the run as much as possible and try to work that over the middle 
um, and, and maybe not take your shots deep. Uh, I would say, I, I already mentioned it, on defense, uh, just just vary your coverages. The, the offensive line looked great in the running game, and so I know you guys have a good defensive line, so I'm actually really excited to see what this offensive line can do against your defensive line. But in the in the passing game, just mix up your coverages, bring exotic blitzes, and just try to confuse Trubisky because the reality is he has not shown that he can he can figure defenses out on the fly. All right, Jeff, one more question for you. You know, I, we we swapped five questions this week. One of the questions I always like to ask is, you know, what player on the Giants roster you know you would take you know, for, for your team, if, if you could, and I know you chose Dexter Lawrence, something I've tried to do this year is look at the roster of the opposing team and choose a player for the giants. And I went, I think in a little bit of a, of a rogue direction when I, when I did that this week and chose a player, I took Khalil Mack off the table. Sure. Figuring, yeah. figuring, you know, everybody's going to choose Khalil Mack if they can. And I took Barkley off the table for you, so I figured that was fair. Obviously, the Giants have holes on defense. I thought I, I could have gone with Eddie Jackson. I could have gone with Kyle Fuller. I probably could have gone with, with Cody Whitehair at, at center if I had really wanted to. But I actually went with Roquan Smith. Okay. Because the Giants have forever been looking for young, talented, athletic linebackers with real playmaking potential. And and my question for you is, am I nuts? (laughs) Uh, I would take Eddie Jackson first. I think he's he's a just a transcendent player. And so that to me, if you're taking Khalil Mack off the board, my first choice would be Eddie Jackson because he makes everybody better in that secondary around him. But if you, if you don't want to go in that direction, Roquan is a blue chip athlete. I mean, he's he's fast. He can make plays. You get I'm a little worried because he came out a little flat in week one. I think that that's somewhat uh, you know forgivable for any player in this weird offseason. And so we'll see if he shows up a little bit more in week two. But he got washed out a lot in those runs, and he's not the biggest guy. And so you kind of his game is kind of beating the block with speed and getting around it and making the tackle because he is so quick. and And he played really well last year. He had a he has kind of some, we don't really know what the issues were. He missed a week, and it kind of sounded like maybe he was just not in a good place mentally, and he kind of got himself righted and, and played really well at the second half of the year. And so if he can play up to his potential, he's as good as anybody in that inside linebacker position. So you're not wrong. And I will say, as someone who studied history of the game, Bears linebackers, Giants linebackers, those two franchises are a lot of fun to talk about that position. So I can see why you'd want to go there because we, we have that shared history. All right. Hey, Jeff, really appreciate your uh, spending a few minutes. Hopefully everybody comes out of Sunday healthy. Uh, enjoy the game, and uh, we'll talk to you again. Yeah, appreciate it. Go Big Blue. Beat the Eagles. <laughs> Always. <laughs> All right. Thanks. And that's our show for today, Giants fans. Please remember to check out Big Blue View on all of its different platforms, on our YouTube channel, on our Instagram page, on our Facebook page. Please subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications. Make sure you check out the shows done by Nick Filato and by Chris Flum and Joe DeLeon. Please you know, join the community at BigBlueView.com so you can join the discussion with uh, other Giants fans if you haven't done that already. 
All right, Giants fans, we look forward to uh, to Sunday's game against the Bears. We'll have all the coverage that you need. Please check out our, our hub page at BigBlueView.com for all of our previews and analysis leading up to the game. And uh, please also remember, please stay safe, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.